0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our service this morning. It's good to see you all here. There are so many things that I'm sure many of us can relate to when we watch that, things that we've done or things that we've felt. And there's probably things in the quiz earlier that we've said that we probably wouldn't admit or we've wanted to say, but there's also things we don't relate to. There's also things on there which other people do, which as moms, we don't do. There's those who are good with the sick bucket and those of us who aren't good with the sick bucket and leave it to other people. (laughs) There are things that we're good at and things that we are not. I went onto the internet and I decided to do a quiz entitled, How Good a Mother Are You? I don't know why I did this. I mean, purposes of research. So I went on and I did this quiz. Questions included, How much TV does your child watch per day? Um, What holiday would you choose? Entertaining your child, culture, you know, that kind of thing. What do you do if your child is crying? All these questions. So I went through, I answered, and then it said, could we have your email? So I put in some fake email because I don't want to receive all this stuff. And then it gave me my answer. The category that I came in under was mother like no other. I don't know what that means, though. However, there was a category above that, which was Mother Marvel. I didn't get that one. But I also didn't need to have any meetings with Dr Michael Spock to sort out my mothering skills. So I was quite pleased about that. But Mother Like No Other, I wasn't sure. Positive, negative? What do you think? nodding okay good good but the thing is I always think that often mothers well the ones that I've talked to anyway don't think they're doing a particularly good job nine times out of ten they would think that they've made mistakes that they've done things wrong that actually their mothering skills aren't that brilliant and they look in the playground and they see all these mother marvels who are just doing wonderful things and looking ever so happy and all their children look very neat and lovely and have got to school on time. Whereas the rest of us are thinking, oh no, I'm just such a failure. But actually when you talk to the Mother Marvels, they're not really Mother Marvels. They themselves are struggling with lots of other things as well. Because everyone is different. And each one of us are different people. Some of us have known our mothers from birth. They are our birth mothers and they've looked after us and cared for us. Whereas others of us, our mothers are different. They're people who have come into our lives later on and they're now caring for us and looking after us. For some of us, mothers are those wise women who have said things to us along the way or took us under their wing and helped us. They're of no relation to us at all, but we see them as our mothers, as our grandmothers, as people who nurture us. For some of us... Our mothers have been men, men who have looked after us and cared for us and nurtured us as well. Because Mothering Sunday, yes, we celebrate mothers and we celebrate women. But it is about those who have nurtured and cared and loved us. Many times we see that in the church as we interact with people of different ages. And we look after each other and we care for each other. Mothers, you see, come in all shapes and sizes, not just those that the world tells us are mothers, but all those people who gather round us and who help us to get through life one way or another. So today we do give gifts, and we give them to all the ladies, whatever age you are, as a token of a thank you for mothers. But really what we're saying is we're thanking all those people who have nurtured us and gathered around us and helped us to grow. So what we normally do is we invite the children to come up and we've got plants this year. You can tell that I haven't done this, can't you? Wonderful thanks of David who's organised this. They've got a little Bible verse on and a ribbon and there is one for, well, every woman. Child, hopefully. Girl. I think it's about time for a story, don't you? Anyone fancy a story? Are you sitting comfortably? Oh, that's a surprise. Um, We all know this story, don't we? The story of... Oh, no! Some of you don't. The runaway bunny. Oh, oh. Once there was a little bunny... Who wanted to run away, so he said to his mother, I am running away. If you run away, said his mother, I will run after you, for you are my little bunny. If you run after me, said the little bunny, I will become a fish in a trout stream and I will swim away from you. If you become a fish in a trout stream, said his mother, I will become a fisherman and I will fish for you. If you become a fisherman, said the little bunny, I will become a rock on a mountain high, high above you. If you become a rock on a mountain high above me, said his mother, I will be a mountain climber and I will climb up to where you are. If you become a mountain climber, said the little bunny, I will be a crocus in a hidden garden. If you become a crocus in a hidden garden, said his mother, I will be a gardener and I will find you. Oh, I don't think it was meant in that. <laughs> I, will find. I think it was meant in a loving way. <laughs> if you are a gardener and find me, said the little bunny, I will be a bird and fly away from you. If you become a bird and fly away from me, said his mother, I will be a tree that you can come home to. If you become a tree, said the little bunny, I will become a little sailboat and I'll sail away from you. If you become a sailboat and sail away from me, said his mother, I will become the wind and I will blow you where I want you to go. If you become the wind and blow me, said the little bunny, I will join a circus and fly away on a flying trapeze. If you go flying on a flying trapeze, said his mother, I will be a tightrope walker and I will walk across the air to you. If you become a tightrope walker and walk across the air, said the bunny, I will become a little boy and run into a house. If you become a little boy and run into a house, said the mother bunny, I will become your mother and I will catch you in my arms and I will hug you. "'Shucks,' said the little bunny. "'I might just as well stay where I am and be your little bunny.' And so he did. "'Have a carrot,' said his mother. Do you know, I had this book before I had children... I was a youth worker so, you know, (laughs) I didn't just go around buying kids books. But I had a few children's books and I had this one and I used to read it and I thought that's a really good book because it shows us a bit of what God's love is like, that wherever we go, God will go after us and be with us. And I used to read it quite a lot and it is a good book. But when I became a mother, I realised that behind all the running and the searching were a lot of feelings which I hadn't realised before. When I became a mother, I realised the love that there was for this little bunny. Because when I had my boys, I realised that actually I would do anything for them. And I feel so much for them. I didn't understand that when they hurt, I would hurt. What I didn't understand was that when they cried... I would desperately want to hug them. What I didn't understand was when they said they'd been lonely and sad at school and I wasn't there, my heart would break and i just wished that I could have been with them. What I didn't understand was that when they wanted forgiveness, I would be all too willing to forgive. They didn't have to ask more than once. What I didn't understand was when they were upset because I they'd been upset with me and we were not happy with each other is that I would want to heal that rift as quickly as possible because as a mother I don't want things to be bad with my children, I don't want them to be hurt and upset, I don't want them to be suffering in any way and it wasn't a love that I could control like sometimes I felt this love and sometimes I didn't and sometimes I have to try really hard it was just there And I'd have to control it in the way that I'd have to try and be harsh when I didn't want to be. Because my love was just overflowing. And it made me catch a little glimpse, I think, of what God's love is like for us. Because, you know, sometimes as human beings, I think we can step back and think, well, yes, God loves us. He loves us very much. but. Actually, you know, he's probably a bit disappointed in how we're living our lives. And, well, he's a bit set back from us, so maybe he doesn't fully understand. Or, well, I'm sure he wouldn't like it that I'm doing this, so he really wouldn't want to be with me. But actually, thinking about how I love my boys, I think that's a tiny glimpse of how God must love me. That when I'm upset and I'm on my own, he's just longing to wrap his arms around me. When I've done something wrong and there's something between me and him, he's not standing there sternly going, come on then, ask forgiveness. He's just longing to want to forgive me and to come and be with me. It made me catch a glimpse of the, what people call the father heart of God, but the father, the mother heart of God. A God who has to control his overwhelming love for us and pours it upon us day after day after day. And that's what God feels for each one of us sitting here. So on Mothering Sunday, we may like it, we may not like it. We may enjoy it, we may not. But we can know that in our joy or our sadness that God's love is pouring out upon us. That God longs to be with us, he wants to wrap his arms around us and he wants us to be Okay.